You're listening to The Encounter Podcast, featuring my latest messages and teachings. Don't forget to subscribe. The Encounter Podcast. Encounter the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. If you've ever worried that you might wander too far into some worldly distraction, or that you might be overtaken by some sinful habit, and I have good news for you. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Let's begin in John chapter 10. I'm going to read verses 11 through 15. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Now, in this portion of scripture, there are many powerful truths. Let's look at verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Now, let me ask you, who do you know that truly loves you like this? That he would lay down his life for yours. That he would leave the comforts of heaven and live through a mundane existence on earth that's mundane compared to how he was living in the heavenly realm that he would sacrifice his body, that he would endure the pain of the cross. He did that for you. And this is why we can rest in our trust for him. Because the one who loves us like nobody else loves us is also our shepherd. He is the shepherd of my soul. He is the one who guides me, who protects me, who corrects me, who provides for me. And there is no other shepherd I would want. He is that good shepherd. In verses 12 to 13, we see that Jesus is talking about hired hands or people who don't really care for the sheep. In other words, there are those who may claim they care for you, but they're only there for you for what they can get from you. Jesus isn't like that. Jesus is the good shepherd. He lays down his life. He sacrifices himself. He puts himself in harm's way for your safety. Verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Now, I thought this was comforting that he knows me. The scripture says that the very hairs on your head are numbered. He knows you and he delights in every detail of your life. But think about the fact that he knows you. I mean, really think about that. He knows me. He doesn't just know all the details. He doesn't just know maybe my occasional wandering. He knows every flaw. He knows every thought. He knows every trouble in your character. He knows every secret sin. He knows every hidden mistake. He knows every impure motive. He knows all of the iniquity that resides in you. 
And yet He doesn't abandon you. He knows you, and He still shepherds you. He knows you, and He stays with you. He knows you and still sacrifices Himself for you. That truly is a comforting thought. Verse 15, just as my Father knows me and I know the Father. The union between the Father and the Son is the same union between you and your shepherd. There is that perfect oneness that He's given us with Him. He will not abandon us. Now, there are three things I want to point out about shepherds that are based in Scripture. Number one, the shepherd protects. Psalm chapter 23, verses 1 through 4 say this, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You know, we live in a time where many are filled with fear. Their hearts are filled with dread. People are worried about their future. People are worried about their health. People are worried about the safety of their families. People worry about economic instability. People worry about disease and viruses. People worry about war. People worry about violence and crime and all of these things that can bring us harm. But the scripture tells me that He guides me. He protects me. That even in the darkest valley, I can know that He's close by, He's near. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. That night. In the midnight hour, the Lord keeps watch over you, even as you sleep. The one who sees all keeps watch over you. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 34 through 36 say, But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flocks, I go after it with the club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. Now in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, and in 1 Samuel chapter 17, these are references to actual shepherds. But in referencing actual shepherds, we see that this is a picture of who the Lord is. This is why Jesus, self, Jesus called himself the good shepherd, because this is what shepherds do. They protect. When David's lamb was in trouble, he would go and fight, putting himself in harm's way. Number one, the shepherd protects. Number two, the shepherd corrects. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25 says, Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. Many of us had wandering moments in life. In fact, all of us have had moments where we wandered, places we shouldn't have gone, things we shouldn't have done, people we shouldn't have been connected with. Yet the Lord, time and time again, corrects that wandering. In Matthew chapter 18, 
verses 12 through 13, the scripture says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than the 99 that didn't wander away. Now here the scripture is not saying that Jesus loves the one more than the 99. He simply has to go after the one because the one is the one that wandered and the 99 were the ones that remained. But still we see that when we wander, our shepherd comes after us. Not to destroy us, but to correct us. And sometimes that correction can feel like destruction. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 11 say, And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline, and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Verse 7 as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and you are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in His holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. When the Lord brings correction, it may feel sometimes like destruction. But God's correction doesn't bring about destruction. It brings about perfection. He's perfecting us as He corrects us. Now, many people don't want to accept the fact that sometimes the Lord will discipline. Sometimes He will cause certain things to go wrong. Sometimes, or as we deem them as wrong, but really they're going right. Sometimes the Lord will have to use that rod of discipline. Sometimes the Lord will have to make you uncomfortable. Sometimes the Lord will have to break you before He can bless you. But in those seasons when we're receiving that correction, even then we can have peace knowing, first and foremost, that the discipline will not last forever. But we can also rest in the fact knowing that the one who is giving us that discipline is doing so for a greater purpose, that we might be free from our wandering that we might be free from those flaws in our character. He disciplines us because He loves us. Proverbs 3.11 says, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when He corrects you. You may right now be in a season where you're being corrected by the Lord. That is the Good Shepherd. Yes, He protects us, but He also disciplines. He corrects our wandering ways. And in those seasons, you can rest and you can trust and you can know that the one who is willing to lay his life down for you is not disciplining you to bring you to an end, but to a new beginning. Number one, the shepherd protects. Number two, the shepherd corrects. Number three, the shepherd supplies. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 says, 
He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother's sheep with their young. Psalm 23, 1, we'll read this again. says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 2 through 3 say, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk, wear the wool, and butcher the best animals, but you let your flocks starve. So here in Isaiah chapter 40 and Psalm 23, we see examples of the good shepherd who provides for and feeds his flock. In Ezekiel chapter 34, we saw an example of the bad shepherds who eat without supplying for their sheep. Jesus is that good shepherd. And you don't need to worry about your future. Some people are worried right now because the economies of the world are being shaken. And they wonder how things will go for their future. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. So long as I am under the watchful care of the good shepherd who provides for me, he supplies for me, and he's going to meet your every need. He cares about your material needs. Just read Matthew chapter 6. He cares about those things that we care about. He understands that we are human and that we have material needs. And there's nothing wrong with trusting Him for those material needs. But I'm here to remind you that the Good Shepherd will provide for your every need. You can trust Him. He hasn't failed you before, and He will not fail you. He will not fail you any time in the future. So, the shepherd, the good shepherd, protects us, corrects us, and supplies all of our needs. Thank you for listening to The Encounter Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. You can help keep The Encounter Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or making a one-time donation now. To give, just go to davidhernandezministries.com slash donate. Until next time, remember, nothing is impossible with God.